Hey everybody, uh, before we start the wildly anticipated part two of our Roadhouse extravaganza, just like to say, um, for those of you who have been listening for a while, know that we've been occasionally fighting some technical difficulties with the audio. We just don't know how to stop it. Yeah, we pretty much don't know what we're doing. This is a pretty amateur production. No offense to Matt, who, work, <laughs> who works hard. None taken. We don't know how to stop this thing. We don't know what's causing it. And if you've heard some of the episodes, it might last for like a minute or two, whatever. Um, but for this episode, when we went to cut and put it together, we found that a couple of really key scenes that we wanted to go over a lot were completely ruined by this horrific... <laughs> noise i don't really know how cacophony to describe it. yeah it was you know whatever it it was listenable but it'd be asking a lot of our fellow ass clowns <laughs> <laughs> to make it through these parts i mean it was kind of extended and it pretty much lasted perfectly from beginning to end of these key scenes that we did go through yeah and i know we've been getting like a lot of tweets about like where's part two <laughs> All right, well, you don't have to lie. But, but so what we decided to do was we're going to cut those parts out, but since there's such major parts of the movie, we're going to like do two separate little mini episodes <laughs> within this episode. In other words, a we're bonus. re-recording yeah. those scenes that we talked about. And um, there was like a big uh, producers meeting about whether we just pretend. Well, we decided that we were going to treat our fellow ass clowns like... <laughs> <laughs> the smartest the clowns they are the smartest fans in the world and not insult their intelligence by pretending this was all one seamless deal and you know so you'll be alerted to the fact that we're going to be doing a take two on these scenes but you know the benefit to you is i think we're going to make them even better than they were originally yes we're really going to go all out for these so <laughs> so i hope you enjoy them and now on to the show not too realistic. Christ, I'm just like you. I came up the hard way on the streets of Chicago. You know, when I came to this town after Korea, there was nothing. I brought the ball here. I got the 7-Eleven. I got the photomat here. Christ, J.C. Penny is coming here because of me. You ask anybody, they'll tell you. You've gotten rich off of the people in this town. <laughs> you bet your ass I have. And I'm going to get richer. I believe we all have a purpose on this earth. A destiny. I have a faith in that destiny. It tells me to gather unto me what is mine. Oh, Christ, you get paid for beating people up. Tell me you don't love it. Of course you do. You wouldn't be human if you didn't. I have a cousin in Memphis. Tells me you killed a man down there. Tells me you said it was self-defense at the trial. But you and I know that isn't so, don't we? Relax. Relax. 
Tell me, if I owned a bar and wanted to clean it up, how much would it take to get you to come work for me? There's no amount of money. God, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Wait, what? Let me ask you something. Why would always you make the point of saying someone's not a genius? Do you think I'm especially not a genius? Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Hello everyone and welcome to yet another installment of the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. And I'm Matt. And this is episode 26, Roadhouse Part 2. Alright. So much action and adventure and excitement that we had to go multiple episodes for Roadhouse. (laughs) There's a lot there. I mean, yeah. Just get me started on this movie and I'll never (laughs) stop. It's just everything you could ever want. In a feature film. We were like uh, five minutes into the plot and we were at the 50 minute mark of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a lot to uh, dissect. Yeah. A lot to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's get right into it. Uh, we're going back into a world where bouncers can be famous and can also save towns. Apparently... From- not only are famous, but they have this... It's like Kung Fu, the series. Like, they have this... They all know how to do martial arts. Oh, yeah. And have this very, like, zen, like, attitude. And they wander the earth. It's like a like a monk-type brotherhood of bouncers. Yeah, and I mean... And then there's the followers of that brotherhood who are <laughs> yeah. just, you know, fans. They have, like, the trading cards. of the <laughs> world. Okay, so where we left, left off... Um, Dalton has kind of refused Wesley's Wesley's advances. (laughs) (laughs) He's kind of turned him down to come work for him. And that basically is like a a declaration of war. Yeah, it's on now. There's no turning back. And so the double deuce has been having like a difficult time getting liquor. Um, The club now is completely redone. Yes. Uh, Tillman has turned... The double deuce into what you described as a discovery zone. <laughs> it looks like some sort of like kids' adventure place from the outside. Now. Yeah, I mean it's like bright neon, big bold letters, a whole new storefront. Yeah, uh, the in- interior of the bar is all redone. We didn't see any of this construction going on. It just kind of happened overnight, right. seemingly. The- but the problem is, you know, they've managed to uh, maintain a certain level of. Uh, clientele like they've remained busy and thus sold plenty of liquor but they've somehow uh, managed to change their clientele yeah Uh, people now have to wear shirts and can no longer throw bottles at the (laughs) band and um they've been drawing people over from the various dive bars that i can only imagine (laughs) exist in jasper and so they've run out of liquor they need more liquor brad wesley kind of had control over the liquor suppliers, but Dalton knew a guy, and so they're getting a new shipment of liquor. (laughs) Of course he knows a guy. You know, Wesley's first uh, course of action against Dalton and the Double Deuce is to send his thugs over to try to interrupt a shipment, and this is at the exact moment uh, that... Boardwalk Empire. uh, Sam Elliott, playing the legend wade garrett yes rides up on his motorcycle like that was like a fortuitous coincidence of timing there because dalton's got to fight five guys as they try to destroy the liquor shipment and he's kind of getting overwhelmed by the numbers we can we've kind of uh seen dalton's whole him kind of maintaining his even level like his whole attitude of like just be nice and you know try not to 
that's sort of unraveling throughout the film. At this point, he's resorting to fighting like a lot quicker. Yeah, because he realizes that he's up against something bigger than anything he's ever dealt with before. Right. <laughs> this isn't just some unruly drunks at a bar. No. This is a this- town-wide conspiracy of oppression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I mean, he's taking on guys that used to fuck guys like him in prison. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Uh, Wade Garrett shows up and, of course, is uh, recognized by um, the... Uh, Tillman. Other, yeah, Tillman and some <laughs> of the other patrons. Patron, I know uh, you employees. with like a big, broad smile on his face. Yeah, I mean, I don't think enough can be said for what a creep Tillman <laughs> is. I mean, he basically is just like... Staring a hole at I don't know. the crotch of Wade Garrett's <laughs> jeans when he walks in. <laughs> um, yeah, just rock hard as soon as Wade Garrett walks up to the bar. But kind of like, you know, parallel to this storyline, uh, the relationship between uh, Dalton and Dr. Elizabeth Clay, a.k.a. Doc, a.k.a. Kelly Lynch, a.k.a. Kelly Lunch, <laughs> is really, you know, going to the next level. You know, their second date is her basically showing up at the closing time of the double deuce, riding back to Dalton's barnyard loft <laughs> for a, a roll in the hay. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, their sex scene is like pretty uh, intense, pretty 80s. Yeah, he's like, I mean, he's thrusting before insertion even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he gets her, he picks her up and like puts her against like a stone wall <laughs> that is like super. Just tearing her back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just thrusting her up against it. Yeah, and then we get like we get to see her boobs and her butt, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. And then they go out onto the roof, like the little uh balcony esque roof. And give Wesley like a little show from yeah. across the river. <laughs> and they have to know that he's watching. Oh, it's <laughs> intentional. Yeah, and I, it's like And it's he- not even just that it's at Wesley, they just like being watched. <laughs> Yeah, which, you know, reminds me of <laughs> a, time. a certain hotel. So the first actual like night that Wade Garrett is in town, they're all having a good time at the Double Deuce. And all of a sudden across the street, Red's bar or not bar, Red's uh, auto parts store goes up in flames <laughs> and won't stop blowing up. <laughs> Blows a up series multiple of explosions. times. Luckily, Red is not inside, but his uh, store is completely destroyed. And it's, you know, obvious to everyone who's responsible, but it's kind of one of those situations where they don't really have the proof yet. They don't, there's nothing really they can do. Their hands are tied. As you, I mean, the fi- uh, firemen and ambulance arrive, but no police ever at any point are shown. Yeah. I think the insurance investigation would have revealed some sort of foul play. But again,. They kind of joke that maybe he doesn't even have insurance, which seems like not even possible. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that they <laughs> joke, but he's asked several times and well, he never answers. Right, and then but then he asked the car dealership dude, which like pays it off, I guess. Well, kind of. Well, I guess the payoff is like this is what you said to me. Does this really make yeah, you feel better? Yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> right after you know the uh, auto parts store burns down, like everyone kind of returns back into the inside of the double deuce to find brad wesley making his one and only appearance inside the double deuce and he kind of puts on like a little performance yeah he's basically running the show he's demanding that elvis play some songs (laughs) and play something with balls he keeps calling uh jeff healy's character who i believe is called cody for real but like he keeps calling him elvis for some reason (laughs) And, you know, he orders a drink and, like, you know, I guess Dalton, like, doesn't want to make the situation any worse. So he kind of just allows this all to happen because it's like this uneasy, peaceful moment. You know, the eye eye of the storm kind of thing, the calm before the storm. Like, (laughs) obviously something's about to go down, but they don't know what. Dalton, you know, is the baby face, can never really be shown as, like, the true instigator of something. So they kind of are all, like, waiting around for the cue, for the brawl to begin. Wesley's just being, like, an ass like over the top get those firemen in here i want to buy him a drink gonna have a pet keep it on a leash right okay so this is gonna be uh the first part interjection (laughs) the you know that horrific intro to the show that you might have forgotten by now uh (laughs) this is part one of the thing that we had to re-record and this is a pretty big part 
of the film for people who enjoy boobs. Pretty big panties. So Wesley has come into the double deuce and he's kind of just like holding court. Even though this is like his one and only like appearance in the actual bar, he kind of like, you know, takes control over the whole thing and Dalton kind of has to like stand down a little bit. And he's like, you know, he's he's running down red saying he was yeah. like a no good draft dodger and you know, he's saying he wants to buy like the fireman drinks. Yeah, and, is it? And he's like um calling uh Cody Elvis yeah. Play some music, Elvis. <laughs> Play something with balls. <laughs> just like, just you know, a real dick. <laughs> just like a total ass. Right. And, you know, he's brought along his uh lady. Yeah. We his never, little arm candy. We never really get her name, do we? I don't know. It seems like she'd have a name like uh Brandy or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she's like the uh, prototypical like 80s peroxide vixen hair product all over the place yeah and just like weird big, big fake boobs bolted on boobs that don't look right at all <laughs> that are very like far apart and don't move really um she wants to uh do a little strip tease on the stage of right. the double deuce now this is definitely like at Wesley's desire too, because I mean, it does. When you kind of explain it, you're like, "Wait, so this? We don't know when this uh, woman came to be in uh, Wesley's service, but <laughs> service. She's, you know, in some way his chick. It's hard to figure out <laughs> what that is, but it seems when you start to be like, "Oh yeah, she's doing like a, a strip tease in front of the whole bar," you'd be like, "Oh man, he he's probably like pissed then." But it's like, no, she's he's. She's doing this at the bar, like yeah. at his kind of command or at least. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, Tillman has like tried to put together like a family friendly environment and some whore <laughs> <laughs> taking her boobs out, I guess right. is like supposed to be embarrassing. Although it's not like there's children there. No. And it's, I mean. I there's no families it, there. I would find it hard to believe if it was like the first pair of tits that any of them had ever seen. Which I do but, think we talk about this in the episode at some point, but we do use the term family-friendly bar, but it's like, what bars are family-friendly? <laughs> I don't know, like a TGI Fridays. Right, okay, yeah. Or like an Applebee's. Right. <laughs> that seemed, for whatever reason, but that seemed like, would to you be ever like the eat, vibe he was going for. Would you ever eat at the Double Deuce? No. So? I mean, <laughs> come on. Um... Yeah, I mean everything would just like taste like an ashtray yeah. and sadness, <laughs> just <laughs> um, deep fried sadness. So she, you know, eventually pops those titties out, and I mean she's got like, I mean aside from the fake boobs, I mean she's got like a rocking little bud. I mean I don't know who this chick is. She she went on to like have a career as like a stunt woman, I guess. I don't know, not really a whole lot of acting, but I mean shocking. She looks good. The one thing that sticks out though is the panties, like really kind of an odd pair of underwear yes. I, I haven't i don't think i've ever really seen anything quite like it before <laughs> or since <laughs> certainly not in my personal life um they're kind of hard to explain they're like high cut on the side they go like all the way to the waistline like you see all the way up her the side of her leg but like super tight at the top though yeah but like the front and the back are like these large like triangles that go all the way above the belly button and it's almost like like what the chicks on American gladiators would wear like over the spandex <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of got like a little bit of a lacy doily look to it i mean i <laughs> <laughs> I guess like I mean the only way I could describe it is like a sexy diaper. <laughs> I mean it's got a yeah. diaperish kind of quality to it. Right. So it kind of like, you know, I could definitely see like Wesley being into like kind of like adult baby. Yeah, it like, plays into and like she has play. that kind of uh childish attitude. Yeah, I mean Wesley's a fucked up dude, man. Or an awesome legend, depending is, on your <laughs> own perspective. Yeah, which is weird that, again, we don't know the extent of it, but how could Doc ever go for a dude like that, if she did? Well, yeah, I mean... Although she's fucked up, too. 
Yeah, I mean, clearly she kind of has an appetite for, you know, some dangerous men. I mean, Wesley's current girl, you know, all right, so she's like parading around topless, kind of getting some cat calls. Like some people, some of the people are just kind of reacting to it, you know, the kind of way we would. We'd yeah. be like, oh, this is great. Yeah, some like, chicks what is going just getting nude for seemingly no reason. You know, Dalton is like trying to put a stop to it, but she's kind of like, you know, teasing him and like toying around and like eventually, you know, yeah, he he's just like, just, all right, come on. He, like, grabs her and, like, pulls her off stage. But, like, what do you think, like, her background is? Like, who is this woman? And why is she, you know, the way she is? And, like, what exactly is her, like, situation in life? How old is she? Well, at one point, Wesley was married to her biological mother, who's no longer around. It's like a Woody Allen situation. (laughs) So the adult baby thing kind of, like, maybe he's he helped, like, raise her. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> oh boy uh, dude i'm telling you wesley is a bona fide creep so like when he like beats the shit out of her like earlier in the movie i mean that kind of like oh that's just yeah that's foreplay oh yeah she just gets off to that it's <laughs> yeah. like real fucked up she still calls him like dad oh yeah and stuff. i'm kind of getting like a hard one <laughs> <laughs> all right so then you know she when Dalton like grabs her off the stage. He like plants like a big kiss on him, like kind of in like a kind of like in a naughty way. I don't know, like not in a way like oh I'm you know putting one over on Wesley. It's more like yeah. somehow I'm putting one over on Dalton by doing it. Right. You know what I mean? It's yes. kind of weird the dynamic they've created in that scene. But like you don't get the sense that like Wesley is disapproving of her kissing. Dalton. No, I mean she clearly wants to fuck Dalton and Wesley doesn't have a problem with that well i mean he beat her up pretty bad the last time uh, well that's true it's hard to tell when but this is all the like everything ends. is done in this scene in the service of like embarrassing the double deuce and embarrassing dalton so like it's not done like in the way of like oh i'm gonna fuck dalton it's like i'm gonna like do this in front of the chick that he no likes. wesley's like i'm gonna fuck dalton <laughs> <laughs> yeah which you know will be made abundantly clear later in the film. <laughs> yeah. So then, you know, he takes her over. Which is actually the reason why he beat up that chick. Jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> not, not over her. Like, how dare you try to get in the way of that ass? Yeah, he's like, I want that ass. <laughs> All right, so that, that'll that end, you know, part one of our interjection and now, you know, back to the regular <laughs> episode. <laughs> you want to get a drink around here? And then, so, Wesley calls jimmy down from the pool area the uh, pool table area so, jimmy and then from like across the room jimmy comes walking yeah he's wearing all denim which is kind of like his uniform throughout the <laughs> film uh his fucking gangster squad uniform so jimmy picks up yeah. has like a pool cue. well first throws his bottle down <laughs> yeah to get everyone's attention like hey look at me <laughs> i'm wearing denim <laughs> And his first move is to call out, like, the jobbers of the uh, bouncing team. Yeah. Uh, Like, the fat guy and, like, the two weak guys. And he takes on all three of them at once after uh, Dalton gives them the nod. And, you know, Dalton basically is like, all right, go ahead, guys. Get your asses beat. It's fine. (laughs) Because he knows that this dude... How come Dalton doesn't, like, train these dudes to be his little mijos? Well, none of them show, like, enough promise. Yeah. You know, and then... As soon as that fight starts, someone just picks up a chair and throws it behind the bar, <laughs> shattering everything, <laughs> yeah. and like a huge bar ride brawl erupts, including uh, um, Wade Garrett and Dalton also fighting some random yeah, dudes. Tornado tag match. <laughs> you know, not a lot necessarily can be said about this scene. I mean, there's so many fight sequences in the film. I mean, it. I can't even begin to estimate like how many punches are thrown in this entire movie. It's got to be like 50,000 or something. Right. And like <laughs> 50,000. So punches. he beats down those or Jimmy the denim dude beats down those guys and then pretty easily. The fat guy is like laying in front of the stage and he takes his pool cue, runs and uses it like a like he's going to pole vault and jams it into the side of the fat dude and does this ridiculous <laughs> flip up onto the stage. Just to point at Wade Garrett and say, you! (laughs) And then he hops right off the stage again. (laughs) And then proceeds to start fighting Wade Garrett. Right. And Wade is getting up there in age. Yeah. He's holding his own at first, but it's a struggle. Yeah. The tide's kind of like turning a little bit. Jimmy's got to step on him. Yeah. And 
Dalton has to come in for the save. Yeah. And then uh, Brad Wesley shoots a gun into the air. Yeah, it's unclear if uh, Jimmy would have beat Wade clean, but it seemed like it was going that direction. Yeah. And this is kind of the true sign that like the torch has been passed and Dalton is now the best bouncer in the USA. Yes, in, in <laughs> case there were any doubters. So Wesley kind of calls an end to it just as like Dalton and Jimmy are squaring off for the first time. All right, that's enough. This isn't working out, Dalton. I think we kind of like jumped ahead, though. Before this all takes place, or maybe, I don't know, it's around the same time, Dalton decides that he'd like to introduce uh, Wade to, you know, oh yeah, his new lover. <laughs> it's like, no matter how many times you see this movie, it is like almost impossible to keep it all straight. Yeah, the chronological the is, order of... <laughs> yeah, The action is like fast and furious, and I don't mean like the movie. It just, you know, it's flying at you. Right. Like... It, it's hard to, you know, stay grounded in reality and yeah. keep track of everything that's <laughs> happening. Okay, so he he drives his beater car with Wade to go pick up Doc from the hospital. And, you know, she comes out of the hospital and she's just smiling and happy. And it's it kind of sets up, like, a pretty strange night in this film. Like, they basically, the three of them, go around to different bars and tell war stories about bouncing days and... Kind of yeah, almost getting hit in the back of the head with Jack Daniels bottles. At one point, Wade Garrett stands up and unbuttons his fly and <laughs> takes down the front of hair. Yeah, you see like a big shot of like uh, Sam Elliott Bush yeah. to show like a scar, and like Doc is just eating this up. Oh, she is just wet, <laughs> dripping wet. And you know, one can't help but wonder if he was doing this as like a test to see how she would react slash how was Dalton going to react because it's like. Is he trying to like it does set up like a three way here, like or... here? Yeah, like a spit roast type situation. <laughs> uh, but it does seem like, well, he's like, I want to dance. And, you know, they're at some fucking dive bar. And it does, the timing of this doesn't make sense unless it's just like there's this one dude at this bar and he just decides to let them stay there until it's like daytime because Wade asks what time it is and uh, Dalton says that it's daytime. But they're still at this, like, dive bar. Yeah, so then they go to a diner where people are trying to, like, eat breakfast yeah, and they like, play music on a jukebox well, here, and start dancing. Yes, here's where we can go to dance. <laughs> this diner where, you know, families are having their post-church brunch. <laughs> well, I think, like, in Jasper, bars just stay open 24 hours. Oh, except yeah, for Double like Deuce, a, yeah. apparently. <laughs> the, well, this is, like, the uh, after bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is just, like, the uh, the late night secret club (laughs) i don't know yeah and there's kind of like this like weird sexual tension between wade and doc oh yeah i mean he's definitely like fishing around a little bit like if she was willing i mean he's gonna go for it probably but like no loyalty to his little miho dalton but doc's a good girl which begs the question like why is she spending time like with this class of people like right which, you know, it's something we kind of touched on in in part one, where it was just like something psychologically is damaged with her. And if like, She was raised by her Uncle Red, who was obviously a creep. Well, yeah. And, I mean, she handles creeps well. She, like, plays right into Wade's little game. And if she kind of, like, went to Dalton afterwards and was like, hey, you're, like, buddy there. I don't know. I was getting, like, a weird vibe from me. He just, like, grabbed my ass and was like, meet me in the bathroom in five minutes. So and if Dalton like and Dalton was like Dalton's response was like, well, would you be cool with that? Yeah, <laughs> this but is it, all like a long game the two of them are playing with her. <laughs> but that's the thing, like <laughs> Dalton, even if he was like, oh, well, that's strange. Let me call Wade out on it. Like Wade Garrett would just be like, oh, well, I was just like testing her because I was looking out for you. <laughs> yeah, because this is where we learn a little bit more about. Dalton's history and the man that he killed <laughs> by ripping his throat out. <laughs> um, it had something to do with a woman who Dalton got involved with and didn't know that she was married and she didn't tell him. And Dalton got into a life or death situation where the other guy had a gun and he had to make the oh, snap decision right. to rip Which, this guy's throat I'm, out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he kicked the gun out of the hand. This this second half of the film is what I like to refer to as the kicking the gun out of hands part because it just 
constantly is kicking the gun out of people's hands as if it's like that easy. <laughs> the one point he like winds up his leg to do it. It's like you would have been shot four times by the time your foot got up there. Yeah. Well, the the night only ends because uh, Doc has to go to work. <laughs> She's got open heart surgery to perform in the morning. Yeah. Which is in a couple of hours. After this apparently. fucking all night bender. So then you know Rhett's store is burned and this. Everything is just like amping up right now for Wesley. Like he is, he's in a rage. He's this is personal now because he saw Doc and Dalton fucking across the river, and this has set him off. I think to where now this is beyond him wanting to have control over the town. He wants to have control over her. Yeah, and the next day after destroying Red's business. for whatever reason, like uh, Dalton, Doc, and Cody, the guitar player, the blind guitar player, right. are just driving around in Doc's Jeep. Although Dalton's Which, driving. And I noticed there was a picnic basket in the back. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. Maybe that is like just regular behavior for the three of them. They have like little picnics that may involve skinny dipping. <laughs> and the big fat bouncer from the good guy team, he... <laughs> Because there's a fat guy yeah, on, know. The, on the evil team, right. too. Yeah. He is wearing like these ridiculous pants that are tucked into like cowboy boots, and he comes running out to flag them down as they're passing a car dealership. <laughs> Somehow he just saw them, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> they seem to be slowing down. I don't know. The entire town is gathered at this Ford dealership. Yeah, what was supposed to be going I on? I guess word on the street was like, hey, they're going to fuck up this guy's store. Yeah. Let's all go watch. <laughs> so... Wesley has one of his goons basically drive a monster truck, not only like over cars, but through like the main glass, like gallery area. Over several Ford station wagons. <laughs> yeah. Just destroying like the front of this dealership, like part of the building and lots of cars. And like. Which Wesley's specific motive to go after this dude is kind of like unclear to me. I mean, the guy's been established in the movie as kind of one of Dalton's. I guess, allies, but it, he doesn't really do anything against Wesley. Yeah, it doesn't matter okay. at this point. Right. Wesley's just like showing like, hey, I'm in charge here. Yeah. He's flexing his nuts. Remember when you had a car dealership? Well. Yeah, uh, no police. No. <laughs> no No real. This like, somehow doesn't, I mean, does, doesn't Ford get involved at some point? Don't they have their hand in on these, some of these dealerships? I mean. You would think this would somehow escalate like, to raise like some eyebrows authority. somewhere. <laughs> Especially with hundreds all of, of those people witnesses. watch a monster truck go through a business and just take out several cars. Moving on. It's just part of everyday life in yeah, Jasper. That's just life in Jasper, baby. Well, you know, it's kind of like how in Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> it is like the same logic. You know, like things happen and like the regular townspeople are kind of just, you know, they don't, they just observe. And, yeah. You know, that's, it's just the mm. way it is. All right. Back to the bakery. So. You know, later that night, Dalton is just, like, in a rage now. He's losing control of yeah. himself because he wants to stop Wesley and do the right thing and save the small people of the town from this and now, oppressor, and yet he can't. And for him, though, too, it's also become this thing where, it yeah, it's like, okay, so he has this weird loyalty to these, you know, old people in this town. But really, it's become like this thing, like beating Wesley has just become so important to him. Yeah. And, you know, he's like shirtless and oiled up and just bashing away on boards and a punching (laughs) bag. And Wade Garrett tries to like talk some sense into him like, hey, let's just get out of here. This isn't worth it. What are we doing this for? We're bouncers. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you would think like... Not keepers of the peace. Like someday it would just like dawn on... Dalton, like, oh, wait a minute, I'm just, like, a bouncer in a bar. Right. Like, what am I even doing? Yes. But no, he's, you know, all in for (laughs) saving uh, Jasper. So... Now, would he care as much if he hadn't gotten involved with Doc? No. Okay. Well, at least that's, that's, that's what Wade Garrett thinks. Right. He thinks, like, you know... He's like, look, this is just another piece of ass. We can find one in the next town. Yeah, he, you know, he puts the pussy on a pedestal. Yep. (laughs) It's just, like, it's... Also, isn't that like what everything comes down to, though? I mean, it all comes back to pussy for these guys. Pretty I much, mean, I mean. In any movie, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know. Nothing motivates more. <laughs> so, later, speaking of that, later that night, um, 
Doc shows up and she's kind of like in a similar mindset to Wade Garrett of just like, this is getting out of control. And in she doesn't come out and say it, but the implication is you're just as much to blame as Wesley yeah. at this point. Right. Like this is going too far. Although to be fair, she's a bitch because what did he, Dalton really hasn't done anything right. to justify well, anything that like anything that Wesley's done is so over the top to this point. She goes up to Wesley at the car dealership and kind of confronts him, and he's just like... You gotta get him to leave. Yeah, or I'm gonna keep doing this shit, and, you know, implies that death (laughs) is uh, coming. Well, she could have... Okay, so that's her motivation, but, like, she could have chosen a better way way of conveying this. It's like, yeah. Like, she's very confrontational, and, you know, she starts screaming at one point, like, who's going to save them from you? And yeah, when an explosion goes off just yeah, behind yeah, her. another explosion happens. This time they've targeted uh, Dear Emmett's house. Right. Um, somehow he survives the first blast, and Dalton leaps out of the window, <laughs> off the roof, into the back of a truck with hay in it. Princess scoops old Emmett. <laughs> who's wearing, like, just ridiculous like long underwear like a like just a whole getup that is so unbelievably sad (laughs) just like a onesie right and carries him to safety as yet another explosion happens yes prepare to die you are such an asshole all right so now unfortunately this insanely dramatic and notorious scene kind of the in a Big, lot of ways, the pivotal action epic. sequence. Like the movie still goes on for like another half hour after this somehow, but like after this is the like, real threatening villain is yeah. gone. Uh they kinda like they they do it in a weird way where Jimmy is like set up as like uh the toughest guy that Dalton's gonna have to overcome. But like right. they kind of put him up against Dalton before, like the. I mean, this is the guy the who film. flips up on a stage just to yell "you" and jumps down. I mean, yeah, badass. All right, so this scene, of course, was ruined by our technical difficulties. So I think we left off with Emmett being carried out in his onesie, <laughs> and then Dalton running on foot. To track down Jimmy, who's driving away, laughing like an ass clown. Yeah, just a maniacal laugh. It's <laughs> just so like, over the top. Yeah, I mean, pretty much the stereotypical evil villain laughter. Right. And, you know, luckily, Dalton, who just has the uh, stride of a gazelle, can keep pace with a motorcycle on foot. In fact, is able to get a step on him. And leaps and knocks him from the bike. Yeah, kind of this dramatic tackle, <laughs> which leads to like a one-on-one, the flying punch showdown on like kind of the sandy banks of the river. Right, kind of almost like a beach-looking area. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's kind of like a. I mean, what can you really say about like a fight scene? I mean, it's like pretty. You know basic fighting a lot of back and forth pretty heavy blows that don't seem to really have that much effect i mean i would right. t- i would get like punched like one time and be like <laughs> eviscerated <dead. laughs> like my body would literally evaporate into nothing <laughs> and like these guys are just landing haymakers and going back and forth and the momentum's like shifting and you know, at one point, like Jimmy, like picks up this big log off of the beach, <laughs> which, like, I apparently I heard was like not Improbbed. a prop. Oh, it, he thought it was like a fake, like balsa wood type deal that would just break easily. And it was like a real log. <laughs> and he like fucked up Patrick's lazy. His with adrenaline it. was just going. Yeah, and like, you know, for some reason, like it's taking Doc like forever because she like was gonna like run over, but like. This fight scene like plays out for like a full like ten minutes before she gets there. That's not how much faster Patrick Swayze is than Doc. Oh yeah, I mean he like flew over there and just like leapt into the air and was like on it and fighting. And then like Doc comes running over and it takes her like forty five minutes. <laughs> and like, um, I think like Jimmy like starts to get like the upper hand, right? And like Dalton has to. Re- uh, 
fall back to some more dirty moves to get <laughs> yeah. it back. He like is up against the tree and then moves and like Jimmy went for like a high kick and gets his leg like stuck on the tree and like <laughs> and he just like reaches around and just punches him right in the fucking junk. Yeah, the low blow. And that really turns the tide because then like Dalton's just landing like all kinds of punches and he's got Jimmy reeling, which leads to Jimmy just like uh, pulling a gun. I think before that though he utters the phrase like i used to fuck guys like oh you in yeah prison. <laughs> can't gloss over that yeah i mean you can't have a fight scene in this film without like having some sort of reveal that you're actually gay <laughs> i mean it just you know this was like the you know the big moment <laughs> between two men you know one without a shirt and the other dressed all in denim <laughs> and they're talking about fucking other guys right i mean it's like jesus christ the 80s were great but uh yeah he goes for the gun and he's like i'm just gonna kill you the old-fashioned way which makes no sense wouldn't killing someone by bare hands be much more old-fashioned than killing someone with a gun <laughs> that's actually a pretty good point but i don't know <laughs> i'm not really sure what his logic was with that one right but as we know anyone who pulls a gun out on dalton he's got this lightning quick uh, move which involves winding his leg up to kick the fucking gun out of the hand. <laughs> they can never pull that trigger fast. Enough. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, like all in one motion, the gun goes in the air. He grabs the guy by like the arm and pulls him over, reaches out and just rips his throat out. <laughs> right one as Doc move. is running up, <laughs> conveniently. Right. She just like witnesses the slaughter of this other man. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty epic moment in the film, pretty, like, remembered, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think most people are like, well, that's possible? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, it somehow, like... I like how he makes a motion with his, like, uh, thumb and, like, two fingers to, like, as if that's some move. Like, you know, <laughs> like, the, he's got to gear up for it by putting, like, these fingers out and then, like... Even on the pullback, like it's all part of it. Well, you gotta like play to the audience. Like the audience yeah. has to be clear as to what he did. That's like, true. How he's doing this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of. Like, oh just yeah, like... that is a move that I can buy. <laughs> yeah, like if I, you know, if I really work my fingers out enough, they'll be strong enough to just rip a throat out in <laughs> two seconds. <laughs> so I think that'll do it. Uh, yeah. So you know, we apologize for the. Uh, Technical difficulties. Hopefully, we salvage this into something, and uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. I mean, at this at this point, it's hard to believe that him and Doc could ever get back together. I mean, how does she witness him ripping a dude's throat out, and can ever see him as like, oh, this is someone that I would like to be with romantically? Yeah, I mean, he seems like a stable, safe guy, right. to spend time with. Yes. Um, well, you know, it's a movie and she's over it. I would be like, you couldn't put him in like a sleeper hold or something like ripping his throat out is very over the top in graphic. I mean, she gets over it like pretty quick, actually. Yeah. To but, be honest. I mean, at first, I mean, she runs over to Jimmy and she's like, oh my God, is he alive still? <laughs> oh, wait, no, uh, yeah. he isn't. <laughs> and it, it during this whole sequence, we Dalton kind of comes off as an idiot because some of his lines over this like 10 minute stretch of the film are you are such an asshole <laughs> yeah. go fuck yourself uh, yeah and then he's like sending uh jimmy back across the river basically like, and yelling hey wesley fuck you <laughs> it's like wow all right you um, really <laughs> yeah you really got him there yeah uh wesley of course observing this is annoyed that his top guy has been killed but you know that's not enough really to make him want to give up the fight no i mean that's escalated if any, yeah anything this is just like taking it to an, another level because pretty much the next scene is like the next day dalton showing up at the double deuce and the phone is ringing and it's dalton Wesley. always the first one there and last one to leave he is really committed well, i mean he gets paid a lot yeah i mean he has to get paid more than everyone else put together oh probably. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know that waitress that like knows who he is that she's making her three dollars and 25 cents an hour yeah i don't think there were a split, lot of tippers yeah spending time at the double deuce split tips with the kitchen yeah so the phone rings it's wesley he tells dalton he has to make a choice elizabeth 
aka Doc, aka Kelly Lynch, aka Kelly Lunch. Kind of setting up like Wade a, Garrett. <laughs> kind of setting up like a Joker from the Dark Knight type. Yeah, I situation. think I definitely think Christopher Nolan got that straight from Roadhouse. <laughs> and Dalton is confused, and he's like, "Well, one of them has to die." And Dalton, of course, won't pick either. He's right. just like, you're a sick man or whatever. And he's like, all right, I'm going to flip a coin. So he liter- Wesley literally puts the phone down, takes a coin out of his pocket, <laughs> flips it, and doesn't tell Dalton what it means. Like, who- like, I wish I could tell you or something. So Dalton, who, again, such an idiot, falls for this because... I, it, Wade Garrett comes pass? stumbling in. Does, it, does any time pass between the phone call? No, and the, he's still okay. holding the phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what I don't understand. Yeah. Like they didn't have cell phones. Like in his mind, somehow. Okay, let's let's explain what we're trying to say. So <laughs> as soon as like Wesley hangs up the phone, in through double doors comes uh, Wade Garrett, like, all beat up, disheveled, bloody, falls down. And he's like, what happened? He's like, oh, there were five of them, whatever. And he's like, they said I was lucky. You know, implying that he wasn't the one. Yeah, so somehow Wesley conveyed this message to his henchmen who were in the process of already beating him (laughs) up. That, oh, wait a minute. I flipped the coin and it was Doc. Stop beating him up and go kill Doc. Right. Dalton falls for this hook, line, and sinker. Immediately runs to the hospital. So the plan had to be... This plan had to be set up all along. The coin couldn't have come into play. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't. So instead of taking his friend who is badly beaten, probably concussed and alone at a bar, taking him to the hospital where he could be treated (laughs) while he goes to retrieve or protect or retrieve Doc, he leaves him there, speeds to the hospital tries to get Doc to come with him. Like, hey, he he told Wade Garrett, like, all right, Wesley wins, we're out of here. Wade Garrett's happy with that. He's gonna all he needs to do now is try to get Doc to come with him. They're gonna hit the road. Probably work their way up to that threesome, you know. <laughs> yeah. At some random Motel Six in Missouri. <laughs> Doc but Doc is like disgusted because she saw him rip out another man's throat. Right. And she's like, I'm not going anywhere with you. Yeah. And at first Dalton tries to actually like physically make her. <laughs> <laughs> right, which he really comes off as like not very likable in this scene. He's like, oh, yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, well, I think in like 89, that was like acceptable. Right. He's the hero showing up to drag her away. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't know what's good for her. Yeah. She's just a woman. He's like, let me grab you by your hair and get you out of here. <laughs> Smack you around on the way to the car. <laughs> I am saving you. So she doesn't come with him. So then he's just like, all right, fuck it. If they kill her, they kill her. <laughs> so he leaves and goes back to the bar. Well, it's bar. like, well, then what was the point of all this? Yeah, I know. You think if he quickly. fully believed that they were coming to kill Doc, he would have just stayed at the hospital, even if he had to wait in the parking lot or something. <laughs> no, he's like, well, Wade was right. Let's head to the next town. <laughs> She's not worth it. So he heads back to the double deuce, and Wade is laying on top of the bar, which for some he's reason... he's kind of like, like chuckling, like, oh, that silly old Wade. Yeah, no one else is there yet, the- though. So right. why did Dalton get there so early in the first know. place? I don't know. <laughs> so anyway... Wade has a knife stuck in him, and it just says, it was tails. <laughs> <laughs> so the ironic moment here is Wesley could have escaped with his own life if he had not decided to kill Wade Garrett. At that point, before Wade Garrett was murdered, Dalton was... Had conceded. And was just like, it's over. Granted, he had struck the last blow by killing Jimmy. Right. But it really just turned into this one-up one-upsmanship battle between him and Dalton because although that's the thing it's like it's easy for him and Wade to leave town but it's like to him expect Doc to leave town it's like her uncle is here she probably has a house she's a doctor right (laughs) she has a good job as a doctor and he's just like what are you talking about let's just leave don't you have like a car that you keep like hidden somewhere that we can just take he's like what you don't throw away your career as a doctor to go on the run with some bouncer that you met five days ago. (laughs) Now that Wade has been murdered, it's on. Oh, yeah. We're headed towards the final. Dalton's completely spiraled out of control. Yeah, I mean, we're headed towards, like, the final confrontation now between um, Wesley and Dalton. Which, I mean, Wesley, to his credit, was prepared for how Dalton was going to react to this. Well, somewhat prepared. Well, yeah, he didn't realize how shitty all of his guys are. Yeah. 
because Dalton decides to, you know, set up a trick of his own and send his BMW just flying Benz. at the property. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the Benz. Um, which, in a strange move, it's like, sometimes in movies you see where they'll put the brick on the uh, gas pedal and the car will take off. But when his car is coming at these dudes and, you know, they inevitably realize he's not in it, he's been sticking the gas pedal down with a knife, which doesn't even really seem... <laughs> the same knife that was used to kill right. Wade Garrett. Um, uh, the physics of that seems... I don't know. <laughs> I like that as the car is approaching and they're just firing at this car right. and, you know, it hits something and flies up into the air and is in flame, engulfed in flames. Like yeah. John Doe, the bartender that was fired that we talked about in part one, he's just gleefully firing a shotgun to the point where he's like almost <laughs> dancing and he's shaking his leg. It's the most absurd thing I've yeah. ever seen. And I mean, you know, when the henchmen are just standing there waiting for Dalton to show up, the one is just, you know, scratching his back with the shotgun. The same guy, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, as people, you know, do. <laughs> so this diversion allows uh, Dalton to sneak onto the property and we actually don't even see several of the thugs that we've seen throughout the film like terry funk and like uh the uh uh one tall dopey guy they are killed basically off screen and we just see their bodies uh as you know the one guy's sneaking around trying to find dalton and you know dalton kicks the gun out of his hand and the whole (laughs) deal Uh, or he has like a shotgun or something and he kicks it up into the air so it fires into the ceiling and you know, he battles through like a bunch of the guys one at a time, right. kind of like the t- the last sequence in a western. You know, very similar to a lot of uh, western films. Um, he's got to like take on you know unbelievable odds and come out on top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eventually, you know, he kills all the guys except for Tink, the big fat guy, which for he just reason. pushes a giant stuffed polar bear. And by stuffed, I mean not a stuffed animal, but a. Uh, taxidermied right uh polar bear on top of him which, which causes him to faint from fear <laughs> yeah. well, you know so they it's kind of weird they try to play like certain moments for like comedy <laughs> <laughs> yeah in this part where people are getting murdered but it's weird because i've always thought it was strange I, that tink uh lives well deep down you know tink was just a guy doing a job yeah he wasn't really an evil guy. He was like a young, impressionable kid when he first met Wesley. Yeah. He <laughs> and, just got in with the wrong crowd right. a little bit. Um, so finally, it's just down to Wesley and Dalton. And this is like a tricky scene for them to choreograph because it's really inconceivable that Ben Gazzara could hold his own with Pat- the way Patrick Swayze looks in right. this movie. Yes. I mean, he's just kind of an older guy who's small, not muscular. Yeah, and we've gotten no indication that he can fight because he hires all these henchmen. Yeah, he hasn't done anything really in the film to show that he's like a fighter or anything. Um, they do an okay job. I mean, he uses like some spears as weapons. and There's a few parts of it that are a little unbelievable where he's like knocking Dalton down a few times and you're like, what? Yeah. But, you know, he's got his chance to rip uh, Wesley's throat out. And that, of course, is the <laughs> moment when Doc shows up. It's like, you know, what just changed? mind your own business. Well, at this what point. changed in her mind? I don't know. And how did she know that's where everyone was? <laughs> yeah. But she just shows up and he stops from ripping his throat out, which is proves to be a mistake because it gives Wesley yeah. a chance to grab a gun. It's like, see, Doc, do you see why I rip people's throats out now? And he's about to shoot Dalton with the handgun when... The rest of the town rises up and begins peppering Wesley with shotgun blasts. <laughs> Rhett, or Red, the uh, Emmett. Emmett, the car dealership guy, and Tillman. finally Tillman with the last shot that sends Wesley flying. Because somehow he was able to stand after four <laughs> close-range shotgun blasts. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Red hurries up and collects all the shotguns and just goes and puts them somewhere. Finally, we have the appearance of some police. Yeah, the police arrive on the scene for the first time in the film. And the the way they explain their way out of it is just like, hey, nobody saw anything. I didn't see anything. And the, they're laughing about it. <laughs> and the cop's just like, what the fuck is going on here? It's well, like, they start laughing whenever they're like... A bloodbath has ensued. Whenever Red is like, hey, Tink, did you see anything? Because now Tink, the fat guy, has got woken up. Yeah. 
And he's like, oh, a polar bear fell on me. And for some reason, that's like the funniest thing in the world to these ruthless <laughs> murderers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's dead bodies all over the place. There's blown up cars sitting outside. And the police are like, all right, what happened here? And they're all just like, well, we didn't see anything. So, And the cop's just like, all right. Well, good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just cuts to, you know, uh, the Jeff Healy band rocking out one last time. And, uh, you know, then we're shown we like one a more weird, scene, which is <laughs> like Doc is in that river and she's nude, completely nude. And then running from the side of the river and diving in is a nude Patrick Swayze. Flopping dong. <laughs> and then it you kind of see like the side of like up on the side of the river is someone sitting there. Right. And you're like, well who's that? <laughs> and they're just like nude in front of this person. Right. Now granted it probably was Cody and so he's blind. But even though I mean, I still feel like it's in poor taste to just be like, well, we're going to skinny dip around you. I mean, even if you can't see. Yeah. I mean, they're having like this whole little passionate make out right. in the river that goes on forever. Yeah. They're probably like doing it. Yeah. They probably like get off on the fact that they're doing it in front of him and he can't see it. Those fucking <laughs> sickos. <laughs> you know, that's like uh, pretty much the whole movie. <laughs> I don't. It's. I, it's really like hard for me to even remember like the first time that I s- actually watched Roadhouse. It kind of just became like this thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I think everyone knows of it as just being on uh, TBS, TNT, USA, just constantly. I mean, it's just one of those movies. And yeah. I, actually, it's the leader of those movies. Yeah, I mean, it was a modest box office success and, you know, really kind of... Probably in the first like five to even maybe almost ten years of its existence, probably didn't really you know make that much of an impact. And then you know it just got uh, an unbelievable cable TV run that has really built into this like cult like thing with this movie. I think Kelly Lynch is doing all right off those royalty checks. (laughs) Well, she was in Charlie's Angels. Um, The the movie, not the TV show. Um, You know, the movie has been made into a limited run like musical play kind of thing that went on for a little while and then there was a straight to dvd sequel which we talked about before and the remake now with ronda rousey which is weird because i think i mean it's now 2016 i feel like this was stuff that could have happened like 10 years ago i mean granted the sequel did come out like 10 years ago but like a movie like this the peak roadhouse years i think were like 2004 to 2007 where it became like a thing (laughs) right that everyone like talked about as like a classic thing i mean it maybe it's still at that level and we're just kind of aged out of it because you know we're not in college anymore <laughs> as much as I yeah 2004 hate to admit <laughs> I don't know I mean it, do you do you think it's still at that same level Do you think the remake is going to push it back to that level If it's not uh, I don't know that the remake has any impact It's like it's weird for a movie like this to really exist as like a modern movie because again it's like. It was weird for it to exist as a modern movie in 1989, let alone now. but I mean, for some reason, you can buy the universe that it takes place in a little bit, even though we just spent, you know, two hours talking about how absurd it is. But now, even more so, for, like, a current... I mean, obviously, they have to change, like, a lot, but I just don't see how this is going to be anything... How a remake would be anything like... Well, to me, the only way that a remake is truly worthwhile and can be successful is if they don't try to adjust it to modern day at all and they're just like this is happening yeah because that's part of the appeal of the original to me is like it's so unbelievable and ridiculous that it's just this like no fucks given attitude of like the people that wrote (laughs) it and made it even though like they took it very seriously and i'm sure they thought that this was like a legitimate thing but like yeah you can't help but be like well what world would any of this happen in (laughs) like it just doesn't make any sense and yet they're so fully committed to it. It's like kind of horrifying watching like the uh, bonuses on the Blu-ray where they t- where the people who make made the movie talk about you know. I liked that. I thought that I, that made me respect Swayze even more. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I he's not I was doing a little the, more self-aware about what was going on. There. I mean, I don't know. It's just like what what does he need to be self-aware about? I mean, he he got paid to do this movie. I mean, I'd rather him enjoy it rather than just be like you know what that was a paycheck and it's embarrassing no not necessarily embarrassing but i i thought like 
like you said earlier, kind of doing it with a wink, but it doesn't seem like that was the case at all. Well, I mean, you know, that's almost 30 years later, looking back at it. I mean, in 1989, it probably felt reasonable. Okay. I don't think, I don't necessarily think that people's reactions to it in its, in the day that it came out were the same as probably now not, they no. are. Like, right. I don't think people, I think there were probably some people who were like, wow, this is like, you know, ridiculous, but I think like the general movie going public probably just accepted right. it for what it was. Yeah, at just the like, time. Oh, this is just like an, an action, action movie. movie where there's fights. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, I think, you know, it's the constant viewing in a modern era that, that makes people really start questioning okay, all of the okay. little. I can buy all that, but Dalton's character, though. I mean. Well, he's a unique character. Yeah. Uh, it's not every day that you would come across someone who is like a bouncer at a bar who also is a philosophy major right. and, you know, tries to be like this really deep intellectual and I don't know. It's like a martial arts expert. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that and that, that right there might be part of the reason why it really... Knows some move that can rip people's throats out <laughs> with like seemingly three fingers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Um, so, you know, follow the show on Twitter, right? Tell your friends, subscribe on iTunes. As I said last time, you know, we got some big plans, um, where, you know, we're not always good on releasing the show the same day of the week anyway. So there's one reason to subscribe. I gotta cut a lot of my dead air out. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I... I don't want to make any promises, but I think like there will be some weeks where we might get two episodes, so you might get some bonus episodes at some point, so it's good to subscribe. And we have like some more interesting ideas we're going to try out. I like I don't how know. we basically just tell the same eight people who are already s- subscribed to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't even say subscribe. Shut up, Matt. All right. <laughs> really the illusion, is, over that the one. illusion is that we Idiot. have thousands of listeners by this point. That's what we want our, our very few listeners to believe. Right. That we have just thousands of listeners and we're growing every week. Uh, I also talked about maybe a sticker... That didn't go over very well, but... No, we don't need that. We don't need to invest any more of our own money into this (laughs) disaster. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, do you think, like, in the future... I'm not going to say anytime soon, but do you think in the future we could do something where we do, like, a a listener's choice episode and we let, like, a listener pick the thing we talk about? Uh, Or do we want to stick... Well, I think probably what would happen is we would open up the forum for that and then we'd just shoot down every idea. Probably. Every suggestion. Well, 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 we could set up a thing where like we could do it. And by we, I mean you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could set up a thing where we could do it like no matter what it was. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe we could make like a little poll. <laughs> Maybe we could do like a tournament, like a bracket of choices. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we might need uh, a little, a few more listeners before we try <laughs> something like that. Yeah. All right. So. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of our first 26 now episodes. Tell your friends. Stick stick with us. We're going to keep doing this as long as we have to. <laughs> Until, you know, we pay for this equipment. All right. See you next time.
mean, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm cutting a lot of this shit anyway, so just start. All right. Hey, it. everybody. Uh, uh, hold on. I we... was talking over that. What? <laughs> start over. Hey. Here. Start without me talking. <laughs>